This message comes from NPR sponsor, Mattress Firm. Do you get the quality sleep you need? Mattress Firm will find you the right bed for your best rest with their wide selection of quality mattresses at every price. Get matched at Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. Sleep at night. Hello, hello. Welcome to the It's Been a Minute from NPR 2023 Culture Award Show. I'm your host, Brittany Luce, here with my very special guests, Aisha Roscoe from NPR's Weekend Edition and Alex Abad Santos, senior correspondent from Vox. Alex, Aisha, I'm so glad to have you both here. I'm glad to be here. This is going to be fun. We are going to have fun. Today, we are looking back on the year that was by announcing a winner in four categories. We're talking villain of the year, couple of the year, best beef and the single word that we could not stop saying, word of the year. And through it all, we're getting a clearer picture of the things that brought us joy, made us think, and maybe even cringe in 2023. But before we get to that, Aisha, Alex, are we ready to say goodbye to this year? This is what I will say about 2023. 2023 got me scared of 2024 because I want to say good riddance to 2023. (laughs) But, baby, I don't know what's coming in 2024. (laughs) (laughs) I just think about the fact that you used to cover politics. And I'm like, if Aisha's scared of 2024. (laughs) I I didn't even think about politics, but that is true. It's going to be a hot mess. Yeah, we can't think about that. That's too... We can't think about that. (laughs) What about you, Alex? I feel like if we're going, like, pass fail, like, I would say, like, you got a C plus. C plus. Oh, you, you did better than me. Okay, so you two are both connoisseurs of culture, in my opinion. And together, the three of us each nominated a person or event or thing for each category in today's award show. And a select group of voting members from across NPR's culture team have voted for a winner from our list in each category. So... Let's get to it. Are y'all ready? Ready. Kind of nervous. I don't want to lose. <laughs> I think mine all lost because I'm very unique in my outlook. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the humble brag. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> You're like, I lost, but it's because I'm so special. <laughs> one of one. Number one, the only one. All right. All right. Let's start with our first category. We've got the word of the year. Alex, I want to hear from you. What word was the word you could not stop hearing this year? My word is eight. Like, she ate. She ate. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, eight, I guess, verb means to just like completely serve, completely Just do a a fantastic job at whatever you're doing. And it could be, like, even ironic. Like, you're just like, oh, she kind of ate there. But, like, (laughs) she ate. Well, I mean, it's also derivative (laughs) of, like, no crumbs, right? Of, like, she left no crumbs. Ate and left no crumbs. Yeah, Yeah, and left no crumbs. Yeah. What about you, Aisha? What's your word of the year? (laughs) This is a word. And the reason why this is my word is because my son, who is 10... Um, is on YouTube a lot, and he came up to me and said, Mommy, do you know what Riz is? Riz? 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 I got mad Riz. <laughs> and I was like, Riz? So Riz is like game. Like, you know, if you're able to get 
the person you trying to pursue and you got game. That's my understanding. Yeah, like charisma. Charisma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Riz. And I asked him, do you have Riz? He was like, eh, you know, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Look, part of Riz is, part of Riz is self-awareness. So, it's, I mean, I feel yeah. like just in saying that and considering it seriously, yeah. he might have it. He might have it. So, that's why I pick Riz because I feel like it's just, I, it's gotten to the point where the lingo is like passing me right on by and my child is coming up to me and, and telling me words. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm like, Riz, Okay. I see it all the time on TikTok, and I'm like, ooh. At first, I was like, what is this? Is it something new? And then I realized, I was like, oh, it's charisma. Yeah, okay. nothing made me feel older than when it was like, oh, it's short for charisma. <laughs> I, like, I had no idea. <laughs> I just learned that today. I did Just when y'all said it, I had no idea. I was just like, oh, okay. I know what charisma means. Let me open my exactly. dusty tome of a dictionary. <laughs> Let me go to MerriamWebster.com. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, my word of the year was Delulu. Oh, yeah. Because being Delulu is the Salulu. As in a short, cutesy, affectionate term for being delusional, not in the literal sense, but more so in the figurative sense, to use it in a sentence. Delulu until it's Trululu. So it's like you kind of have to hype yourself up and believe in something, like believe that amazing things are going to happen to you, that your dreams are going to come true, that finally, you know, the person you're trying to pursue can see all the riz you have, you know, <laughs> you do that until it's Trululu. So until that's your reality. But what if, like, you never make it to Trululu and you're just in your Delulu era forever? I thought about this. Like, that's my vacation. (laughs) My my vacations are always Delulu vacations because when I get the bill back, I'm like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well that's when it that's when it really comes that, Trululu. That was like, the Trululu moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly that's the Trululu moment so those are our three nominees for this category we have eight which was nominated by alex riz nominated by aisha and delulu nominated by me Whew, all right and the winner is Riz. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm shocked. I thought that was gonna be a little too corny, but I I like I thought it did not have Riz. <laughs> but oh that I'm surprised. All right. Now on to our next category. Now it's time to find out who took the crown home for the best beef of 2023. And I'm not talking about steaks. I'm talking about the duel of the year. The smackdown of the past 365 days. And I'm going to go first. I'm nominating everyone versus AI. I feel like (laughs) this year... Like, I mean, the AI stuff has been cresting for some time, but I feel like between the AI boyfriends, did I have one? Yes, I did. The AI art, the AI music, mm-hmm. Patrick from SpongeBob singing Chloe and Halley's Ungodly Hour. The things people are doing with AI, some of them are, oh, some of them are ungodly, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and so I feel like you can't escape AI. But also we saw 
specific points about AI show up in the Writers Guild negotiations. We saw it show up in the um, Actors Guild negotiations this year. It's something that a lot of our peers in journalism are thinking about. And also, I mean, look, ChatGPT and BARD, ChatGPT started off the year kind of strong. And now it's like, I don't even think ChatGPT can tell me like how many teeth a human is supposed to have. I just don't think they even know basic facts at this point. And right now, I don't think humanity feels too positive on the whole about it. So that's my biggest beef of the year. I mean, do you remember on Instagram when everyone was uploading their faces onto that little app? And you're, I'm just like, those are your faces that you're giving to the Russians for their AI art. <laughs> I knew what I was doing, but I wanted to see how I look like a fairy. I want to see how I look. <laughs> I used to like, yeah, when ter- when Terminator happens, I used to like, can you show me how I'm going to look? Okay, I'm on your guys' team. Yeah, I'm on your yeah, guys' team. Show me how I'm going to look that as a fairy. Like. <laughs> so that's my nominee. Aisha, tell us about yours. Best beef of the year. So I feel like the best beef, Beyonce, but obviously she doesn't beef with anyone because she's just above all of that. But her mm-hmm. mother, Tina Knowles, <laughs> she <laughs> is a mother scorned when it comes to her baby and her grandbabies. And she wants everyone to know who talks all the smack about Beyonce, how hard <laughs> she works, what a great person she is. And she basically just says, you know, the rest of you people criticizing Beyonce, y'all don't have no right. Y'all can't wipe her shoes. Y'all a bunch of bums. And she gets on there and she says, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but this is what she says in very, very long paragraphs. And I respect it as a mother. I respect it as a Beyonce fan. I respect it. Even more so because Beyonce is probably like, ma, come on, don't do that. I told you, you ain't got to do that. She's like, no, they're going to stop talking about my baby. (laughs) 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 She worked too hard. Like, so I just, I just appreciate that. Mm, mm. Yes, Tina Knowles versus anyone who got something to say about Beyonce. I also want to say, Alex, I don't know what your... um, what your nominee is going to be. You're going to tell us in a second, but I understand that you had an honorable mention for this category that also had to do with Beyonce. Oh, yes. So during one of Beyonce's concerts, she does this transition where she goes, she goes from diva to girls around the world. And she goes, she ain't no diva. She ain't no diva. For, for some reason, Beyonce picked out and just pointed at someone in the crowd, <laughs> in her pit. <laughs> And said, she ain't no diva. She ain't no diva. And it was just like, who is this woman? Like, imagine if you were spending $1,000 to see Beyonce front row. (laughs) You make eye contact with the woman of your dreams, who is basically a goddess. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the song, she's pointing at you, laughing, says, she ain't no diva. No diva. (laughs) And everyone's trying to figure out who it was. I mean, but there was like days on Twitter where everyone, everything was, she ain't no diva all <laughs> over the place. All and over the place. I believe she knew the person. I believe she knew. She knew really? that person. But she was just playing. And I see you sound that that's that sounds like something Tina would say. <laughs> <laughs> she, my baby works hard. She would never call somebody not a diva and mean it. But that is actually that is a very solid beef from this year, Beyonce versus 
Apparently, a person who is not a diva. Yeah, a person who is not a diva. I can't imagine. <laughs> not a diva. I would just like, no. I would just be like, can you imagine getting that on your little iPhone? And you're no. just like, oh my gosh, oh my this God. is the moment. And then you look around, you're like, is she is she talking to me? Is it me? It's like, oh my God. <laughs> I don't know what about me. So, but see, this is when you could be Delulu, because I would go, she's just pointing at me with love going, just singing she to me. She ain't no diva, but she's just so, exactly. she's just, you know, calling me out in a good way. I would like turn it around in my head. I can't decide whether I was Sue or... <laughs> Like, I'm like, mm, could I sue for emotional damages? Mm. Well, Alex, I want to hear your real nominee for best beef of 2023. <laughs> My best beef of 2023 was Gwyneth Paltrow versus Terry Sanderson, a.k.a. the man that is sued <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow for allegedly hitting him on the slopes of Deer Valley, Utah. And Gwyneth Paltrow was like, absolutely not. I've lo- I just lost a day of skiing for this maniac and was just like completely like, I don't do not believe this man. But believe me that I spent a lot of money and he wasted it. And now I'm back in Utah. And I think, like, the intrigue of it was that she came in outfits. There were diagrams. There were experts being like, how fast would an, like, 89-pound woman have to hit a man to cause a <laughs> traumatic <laughs> brain injury? And it was, like, also, like, this idea of, like, the goop guru slash wellness woman slash nepo baby slash very very wealthy white woman versus a guy who was like yeah she i mean he was he credible i'm not entirely sure he the the, the judge did not rule in his favor (laughs) but there was a lot of there were a lot of sound bites about what happened on those slopes is it true that you feel it's unfair that mr sanderson has brought this case against you I do. And it was just a very absurd time for everyone. And he has deterred you from enjoying the rest of what was a very expensive vacation. Well, I lost half a day of skiing. Uh-huh. Yes. Right. We could just kind of just relax and just enjoy the mess for what it was. <laughs> but I mean, the course decided in her favor. It's been decided. But yes, that was a very compelling beef this year. There was a good image of her leaving the courtroom. And when she got it ruled in her favor, she like whispered something into his ear that was like, yes. good day to you or something. And you're just like, it is yeah, the most was- menacing photo you've ever seen. <laughs> if you've ever seen a rich white woman mad at you. <laughs> The heat, the the heat coming off of that photo is so incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now it's time to find out who the winner is. Who is going to take home the crown for the best beef of 2023? The envelope, please. And the winner is... (gasps) Oh my gosh, I won! Everyone versus AI. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. I think that's appropriate. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> All right. We have more awards to hand out for couple of the year and villain of the year. Who will take home the prize? We'll find out right after a quick break. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Homes.com. You don't just live in your home. You live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, local amenities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. 
Homes.com. We've done your homework. On Wildcard, the new podcast from NPR, you'll hear people like comedian Jenny Slate reflect on their lives. What is something you think about very differently today than you did 10 years ago? Dressing. Like, not salad dressing. I've always loved it and I'll never stop. Dressing my body. That's all part of the new game show, Wildcard, only from NPR. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Taylor Swift has dropped a new album. She is the biggest pop star in the world, and everything she does makes news. I gasped. I was like, oh my God, I've been there, and you can identify with it. For a breakdown of Taylor Swift and her new album, The Tortured Poets Department, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. Before we get back to the show, we want to take a minute to say thank you so much to our It's Been a Minute Plus supporters and anyone listening who donates to public media. After all, public media means that you, the public, support it. Everything you hear from the NPR network really does depend on your contributions. And for anyone listening who isn't a supporter yet, right now is a great time to get actively involved in creating a more informed public. That's been our whole mission at NPR. That's why we're here. If you like perks, It's Been a Minute Plus offers sponsor-free listening. If you just want to make a tax-deductible donation to your favorite station or stations in the NPR network, that's great too. We've even had NPR Plus subscribers make additional contributions. What really matters is that you are a part of the community that makes this work possible. Your donation now funds the news and podcasts that expand your horizons, connect you to exciting ideas and people, and inspire you every day. Please give today at donate.npr.org slash minute or explore NPR plus at plus.npr.org. Thank you so much. All right. So for our next category... It needs no introduction. It's time for Couple of the Year. All right, Alex, I want to hear from you. Who is your Couple of the Year? To me, there is no Couple of the Year bigger than Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Because, like, who could get all these impressionable young adults to care about American football the way Taylor Swift has with this man? And this man, the more I learn about him, the more I like him. He's just very simple, has, <laughs> just, just wants to play football, is very hunky, just wants to be a good football player. But the whole thing with their romance is that she shows up to games and she starts cheering and it's very like high school quarterback. It's like a Taylor Swift video kind yeah, of. Yeah, one of the biggest pop stars in the world. And it's just like any network that has a game where Kelsey's playing basically changes their entire presentation to be like, have a Taylor Swift cam. This is how she reacted when he scored a touchdown. Oh she gosh. cheered at this one moment. And it's very much like, look at, like, she has basically turned the NFL into a Taylor Swift concert without any actual singing. <laughs> Sunday night football. Oh, and yeah, she's here. There's Taylor Swift and the VIPs who are here watching. Mike, back to Taylor Swift. The Taylor effect is real. Travis Kelsey. I mean, the jersey sales. Alone. <laughs> Jersey sales. They went up like a lot. It was just like, put Taylor Swift in an NPR t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that would help. That would be a big help to us. But yeah, that would be a big help. I don't 
don't think this gonna last. It's not gonna last. I couldn't know less about <laughs> either one of these people. <laughs> I couldn't know less about either one of them. And I feel in my heart, I think that they're going to get married. Really? That's my prediction. You oh think yeah. So? I can't tell you why I feel that way. But Aisha, what about you? Who's your couple of the year? This this is the way, really the way I feel about love. So this story has stayed with me and I feel it in my heart, my cold, cold heart. <laughs> it's about, it's a story that went viral about this girl. She met this guy who she had like, you know, matched with on Tinder. Mm-hmm. Ladies of NYC, be where this man is out here on Tinder and Hinge and he will steal from you. They hook up. He like leaves and then she notices her tabby <gasps> shoes are missing. Oh, <laughs> and those are not cheap. Those are not cheap. And they are not cheap. This man stole her tabbies, which he had been asking about and stuff. And then through further investigation, she founds out he gave those tabbies to his actual girlfriend. <laughs> and this is after having at least two sexual encounters with the other chick. Oh to my get gosh. the shoes. <laughs> I also love like her video. She was like, there was this guy and I hooked up with them. And he was just like, he kept asking about my tabbies. Before we sleep together, we're like chatting about like fashion and stuff. And he's like, really wants tabbies. And like he, I'm like, oh yeah, I have some tabbies. And like, he's like, oh, I really want the boots. And I was just like, yeah, that's very weird for a man <laughs> to just be like, are those tabbies? If you know who he is, where he lives or anything about him, let me know because... I deserve retribution, and I want my shoes back. He was willing to do whatever was necessary to get the shoes for his girl. <laughs> That's a way of thinking. Wasn't there a part where there where they were like someone on the internet was like, "I know his girlfriend. I've seen the shoes. She has your shoes, girl." Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> like there were pictures, what? and we saw we saw her with the shoes. <laughs> and then it's like, how did that? Like, how did he give her the shoes that were used? Like. He doesn't, like, it's like, there was no box. He just gives you these, these like, warm shoes. Like, right, no box. <laughs> like, Probably, oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about that. No yeah, box. it's like he's giving you just, like, used shoes. But I, I feel like it's indicative of the world that we live in, of the sinisterness of love and the, mm. the how you it just leave you down bad. <laughs> Wait, so that's what I'm trying to figure out. Your couple, is it the guy and... The woman that he that he gifted the shoes? No, and my couple is the one he stole from. Cause I feel like that's actually modern day couple. Interesting. <laughs> modern Interesting. day hookup culture. And like it's it's very dark. Let the, I'm saying, look, this is where I'm at, right? <laughs> I'm in a very dark place. <laughs> Aisha's nominee. The girl and the guy who stole. Her tabby shoes. Well, my nominee in this category for couple of the year, I wouldn't say it's a happy marriage, but it's here nonetheless. Concert goers and the objects they threw at their favorite or supposedly favorite musicians. Y'all know people have been throwing things at everybody from Cardi B to B.B. Rexa. Poor B.B. Rexa got hit in the head with something and she had to get stitches on her forehead, cracked her forehead open. Like somebody actually recently just tried to throw something at Ari Lennox, the fabulous R&B singer at one of her concerts, and she stopped it and she called that person out. 
immediately and was like, why are you trying to tear a black woman down? Or something to that effect, which I heard that and I was like, I'm going to start asking that question to everybody. But I'm glad that she spoke out and I'm glad that she pushed back. But yeah, this year, it's just like, I don't know what's happening, if people are feral or what. But people have been trying it at so many concerts and live shows, just trying to throw stuff at performers. I don't get it. I don't get it. Since the pandemic, people just don't know how to act anymore in public. They don't, they've lost all sense of civilization. (laughs) So I believe that. And I believe that's probably a part of it. That's my nominee. The nominees in this category again are Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, and I suppose by extension, the NFL and (laughs) pretty much all of the press. Aisha, your nominee was the girl and the guy who stole her tabby shoes. And my nominee, concert goers and the objects they threw at their favorite musicians. All right. And the winner of this category is America's favorite polycule, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, <laughs> the NFL, NFL, and the press. We never go out of style. How does it feel to be a winner? I was nervous. I was nervous. But you can't lose with Taylor Swift, (laughs) as the NFL has found out. Very true. (laughs) Very true. All right. All right. We got into our last category today. The villain of the year. The person or thing who really showed just how devious they are. So my nominee in this category are these Hollywood studio execs going back and forth with the Writers Guild and the Actors Guild in their very long and drawn-out contract negotiations this year. Oh, my gosh. I mean, who can forget the unnamed executive that said that they were trying to hold out the negotiations until some of these writers and actors started losing their homes? Like, wait. (laughs) <laughs> what? <laughs> and I just feel like, man, these studio execs, they were they were really about that. They were about that dollar. They were about that dollar. And some people might say, some people might say not much else. So that's my nominee in this category. But Alex, I want to hear from you. Who did you nominate in this category? Villain of the year. Uh, my villain of the year is Ozempic. Oh, the quote unquote miracle drug that basically makes you not want to eat, not want to drink, not want to smoke and makes and it's well, I mean, it's intended uses for diabetes. But I think earlier this year, there was so many people that were on Ozempic that there was a little bit of an Ozempic shortage because it also the side effects are drastic weight loss and basic mm-hmm. and basically ozempic curbs your urges and so i think there's some studies that say like oh you won't drink as much on it and also like you won't smoke and you 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 basically turn into like this little skinny robot and it's just like <laughs> the open secret in hollywood is that like is it really always diet and exercise that someone looks great i mean these rich people are always like oh it's just diet and exercise but i think now there's this like trend of are they on Ozempic? And I hate that I think about it like this. Hmm. Hmm. That's a that's a very good pick, I think, for villain of the year. It's like I have such complicated feelings about Ozempic because like on one hand, yes, it was not intended as a weight loss medication. It was intended for people with diabetes. And like obviously, like as you mentioned, we do not want a shortage. But also like I can understand why a celebrity would feel pressure to lose weight. I can understand why they felt like they needed to use Ozempic, but also I'm like, 
But some people really need it. It's just like, <laughs> oh, it's just, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Well, Aisha, who is your villain of the year? I'm dying to know. This person really put in the work, like had the dedication mm. to to claim this title. Um, it was not easy, but they they did it. And that is George Santos. Oh. <laughs> do you know how hard it is to get thrown out of Congress? Like, do you know how difficult? I've, I've learned very recently, it it's not an everyday kind of thing. Do you know the work that you have to put in for them to be like, you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go. We may lose the majority, but you got to go. Do you know the work? <laughs> <laughs> that you have to do. I mean, and he is like leaned into it. Like they kick him out and he's like, to hell with this place. <laughs> just, I know, I well, you know, the most disturbing thing, like at one point he was like holding a baby and we didn't know where the baby came from. And someone <laughs> asked him, is that your baby? His response was not yet. Who says that? <laughs> Who says that? Like, Why are you letting this man like hold a baby? It's just, that's the thing about George Santos, though, that is really compelling. I'll say I don't have like a genuine desire to see him necessarily parlay this into some other form of fame. But he does have a unique star quality. There is no such thing as diva down. OK, it's always diva up. So please continue to slay and you're going to go and do great things. No diva downs nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) It's a villain quality. He's a villain. Like people love villains. Yeah. Like, and he's, and he kind of acknowledges it in the way that he comports himself and has comported himself this entire scandal. I mean, I don't know. There's like a little bit of gumption there, a little bit of like, you'll all see. You'll see. And I, there's, I don't know, as a human being, I do respond to that. He, You know, I mean, you steal your campaign money, you use it on OnlyFans and Sephora and like Botox. And I mean, he's a man of the people. Like, that's the thing. I mean, he did teach me. I was like, why isn't Sephora a campaign expense? Like, I, I would feel like moisturizer and sunblock. Okay. And like blotting papers and powder. Yeah. Like, to me, I just want to say. I kind of see where he's coming from. I would be convicted of so many crimes if Sephora was not, like, if I was a politician, I would be convicted of so many crimes if Sephora wasn't covered. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So those are our nominees for Villain of the Year. Hollywood Studio Execs, Ozempic, and George Santos. All right. For our very last category, the Villain of the Year, the winner is... George Santos. Oh my goodness. Deserved. <laughs> Deserved. <laughs> wow. Like I said, he put in a lot of work. And I also feel like maybe he went from Delulu to Trululu. <laughs> I think he went from Delulu to Trululu back to Delulu. <laughs> but you know what, though? He did all this off the back of his own Riz. Mm-hmm. Of his Riz? Yes, his Riz. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> Wherever he gets it from. And then he'll go to prison Lulu or jail Lulu. Yeah, it seems like it's a strong possibility he could end up in prison Lulu. Yeah. And um, I don't think that's that's necessarily always where the Delulu pipeline has to end up. <laughs> but you know what, George Santos? When you aim for the moon, you land amongst the stars. Wow. Wow. 
Wow. What a year. <laughs> what a year. I mean, what a year. This concludes the It's Been a Minute Pop Culture Awards show for 2023. A huge congratulations to all our winners, losers, villains, and beefers. <sighs> My gosh, 2023. What a big year. And I'm so grateful that I got to unpack it with the two of you. Y'all ate. <laughs> Left no oh, crumbs. Good. Yes. No crumbs. <laughs> yeah, I see what you did there. That was great. Very clever. That was a callback. Very, that was very a clever. Callback. <laughs> but yeah, y'all are so wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That was Aisha Roscoe, host of NPR's Weekend Edition, and Alex Abad Santos, senior correspondent at Fox. Thank you so much to our voting committee at NPR, and cheers to 2024. May the odds be ever in your favor. Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way. Stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives. Consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR. There are a lot of issues on voters' minds right now. Six big ones could help decide the election. Guns, reproductive rights, immigration, the economy, health care, and the wars overseas. On the Consider This podcast from NPR, we will unpack the debates on these issues and what's at stake. You can listen to NPR's Consider This wherever you get your podcasts. Moms know the ups and downs of life. It's what makes them great subjects for books. This is one of the things that fiction can do, right? It can give us a window into the battles that each person is waging or facing, but it doesn't mean that we condone her actions. This week on NPR's Book of the Day podcast, we are discussing books centering mothers. So call your mom, then tune into the Book of the Day podcast from NPR. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Brittany. My name is Juliana, and my favorite holiday movie is Elf. I'm wondering what your favorite holiday movie is. Well, first of all, hello, Juliana. Thank you so much for calling in with this question. I love a holiday film, but I must admit, I have never seen Elf. (laughs) I know, I know, I know it's an extremely popular film, but maybe that's what I'll do this holiday season. Watch Elf for the first time, like 20 years behind the rest of America. But back to the question at hand. There is just one movie that I feel does not get the love it deserves as a Christmas masterpiece. Okay, it involves international travel, corporate intrigue, politics, gourmet cooking, and Queen Latifah. That movie is Last Holiday. I'm sure a disciplined woman such as yourself has a very useful purpose for this money. I'm just going to blow it. Oh my gosh, I have goosebumps right now. So for those of you who haven't seen it before somehow, Last Holiday is a 2006 
film starring Queen Latifah, LL Cool J, and if you're really careful, you're going to see a young Halle Bailey in there. Okay, so the story centers on this woman named Georgia. Georgia works in this department store in New Orleans where she sells cookware by doing cooking demonstrations in the store. Everybody loves her. She also has a crush on her co-worker, played by LL Cool J. Georgia gets this scan back from her doctor, basically saying that she doesn't have much time left to live. I got three weeks to live? And she just decides, you know what? If I'm going out, I'm going out with a bang. She cashes out her savings and her retirement money. And she decides to take herself on the vacation of a lifetime in the Czech Republic. Madam Bert, welcome. I know that you will find our presidential suite most comfortable. So she decides to stay there for Christmas. I don't want to give everything away, but she gets to cook. She gets to see Smokey Robinson in concert. And she gets a little bit of something of a makeover. It's really fun for me to see this black woman in this really luxurious hotel spending all this money over Christmas, not being bothered by anybody, living out her dreams, eating gourmet meals three to four times a day. Don't get me wrong. I have a wonderful life. But if I could do that every day, y'all would never hear from me again. I'm sorry. I say all of that to say that last holiday, it's just... One of those perfect Christmas movies. It has just enough Christmas magic, enough comedy, enough heartfelt little moments, and also like just an abundance of Christmas joy that is sure to bring a smile to anyone's face. Personally, I think that Last Holiday should be up there with like Home Alone and all these movies that they play on TV when the holidays come around. Honestly, it's like Rudolph, Macaulay Culkin, and Queen Latifah, okay? The Three Kings of Christmas. So thank you so much for calling in with this question and have a great weekend. If you have a thought or question about pop culture, send us a voice memo at ibam at npr.org. That's I-B-A-M at npr.org. This episode of It's Been a Minute was produced by Barton Girdwood, Alexis Williams, Liam McBain, Corey Antonio Rose. Our editor is Jessica Placzek. Engineering support came from Neil Tvault. Our executive producer is Verilyn Williams. Our VP of Programming is Yolanda Sanguini. Our senior VP of Programming is Anya Grundman. All right, that's all for this episode of It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm Brittany Luce. Talk soon. On the Code Switch podcast, Conversations about race don't start and stop with the news cycle. We know that race is always relevant, and we have new topics, new voices, and new stories for you every single week. Listen to the Code Switch podcast from NPR. There's a lot to stay on top of on any given day. You might have to break things down into smaller pieces in order to keep up. That's why we're introducing the new Consider This newsletter from NPR. Every weekday, we sift through all the day's news and bring you one big story in an easily skimmable format. So you become a mini expert on a major topic each day. Sign up for free at npr.org slash consider this newsletter. Feel like the world is on fire? Shortwave is your antidote. We find joy and beauty in the science of the planet we live on. How people are taking action in the face of climate change. The many weird and wonderful ways animals have adapted to a changing world in the past and present. And how technology is pushing us forward. Listen now to the Shortwave Podcast from NPR.